You are listening to the Amateur Church Podcast, where we pursue excellence in ministry with the right motivation for the sake of love. I'm Pastor Matt, and I'm so thankful that you are on this disciple's journey with me as we are reading through the book of Proverbs this week. Uh, The book of Proverbs gives us not only theological truths, but also practical application that we can see uh, in our lives even today as we follow Jesus Christ. Now, we know that Solomon, King Solomon, the wisest king that ever lived according to Scripture, is uh, is giving these uh, these sometimes bits of little witty statements, uh, and then at other times, chapters 1 through 8 is declaring uh, in sort of a, a narrative-like state uh, the the um, description of a wise man. And then Proverbs 31, under King Lemuel, we see the description of a wise woman. And so the entire book, these 31 chapters, deal with choosing God's way, not our way. Well, as we've looked at theological truths and devotion questions. Today we ask, how can we defend our faith using this text? So uh, it really stems from an apologetic approach. And I wanted to take this week in particular, dealing with the book of Proverbs and ask the question, how do we know when we should engage in apologetic arguments or when we should be silent or simply walk away? And, And Proverbs is one of the greatest books to examine when asking that question, because you may find yourself sort of like me with the temptation many times to simply want to win an argument. I I share with church constantly, especially on our Wednesday nights as we've been going through through apologetics, is that the, uh, the intent of defending the faith is not to win an argument, but to win the heart. And sometimes the greatest way to do that is to simply stop the conversation pray and allow the Holy Spirit to deal with them uh, for a little bit longer before we jump back into uh, intellectual arguments. And so I I really want to today walk you through some Proverbs, some of the verses, and really spend more time just reading these and letting the Holy Spirit uh, work in your own heart. I'll give a little bit of explanation or a little bit of uh, thoughts behind this, but but really, I just want to spend a lot of time reading the scriptures and 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 get you to think about what what are times and when are times and who are some people that you need to practice really restraint with rather than argumentation. I want to begin with Proverbs chapter one verse twenty two because uh, Solomon asked the question. He says, "How long, O naive ones, will you love being simple minded? And scoffers delight themselves in scoffing, and fools." hate knowledge. So we've got to remember that some people just enjoy mocking, especially Christians, but mocking those who don't believe the same way that that we do. Uh, They've got no interest in learning what we believe, why we believe it. They they have no interest in trying to gain information. Uh, They they just simply like to be uh, sarcastic. And and I can say that because uh, I I tell people all the time, my spiritual gift is sarcasm. But, But in a more serious and somber manner, let me share with you that there is a time for joking and, and things like that, as long as we're not tearing people down. But when you're engaging in apologetics or when you're trying to defend the faith, if you're dealing with an individual who does not care about gaining information or even hearing your side, the best thing to do many times is to just, just back off. 
Because scoffers, these who do not believe in God and only want to tear down, they delight. This means they take joy in mocking. And and you're never going to win the heart when they have that type of approach. You have to wait for their soil of their heart to to become good ground in a sense. Uh, Proverbs 9 verse 7 says, He who corrects a scoffer gets dishonor for himself. And he who reproves a wicked man gets insult for himself. Now listen to me. Proverbs 9-7 is not saying we shouldn't correct. It's saying understand that there are people who are not ready for nor willing to receive scoffing. And all you have is dishonor because they will turn it back on you. And you have to know. You have to know the right approach. But also, is this person ready to hear that? Uh, I've seen this happen to a lot of individuals. It's happened to me. There are certain no-win situations uh, where, honestly, remaining silent uh, and ending the conversation is probably the best way to go in that. It, uh, as, as some have said, it minimizes the 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 damage or the triage that you have to do. Uh, you know, walking away does not mean that you've lost the argument. Walking away doesn't mean that you're a coward. Walking away doesn't mean that you don't have anything to say. You might just need to exercise restraint and meekness at that time. You know, Jesus says in Matthew 10, 16, that we should be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. And there are times where, you know, we we need to use wisdom to stop the conversation because it might end up hurting our testimony even more. In fact, uh, Proverbs 18, 2 deals with the type of person that, that only wants to argue. He says, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Now, hear me. There are many, and I don't just mean outside the church. I mean within Christendom, within local churches, that this verse sums them up. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. You know, it's true that many times we only engage enough in listening to someone to be able to respond. We don't listen to learn. We listen to get one thing that they say so that we can uh, have that quick zinger to, to, to win an argument. And it's frustrating to communicate with a person that really doesn't care about learning or listening. They just want to win the argument. Proverbs 20 verse 3 says, Keeping away from strife is an honor for a man, but any fool will quarrel. This is where I've seen many people think, if I end the debate, if I stop, then I have not been faithful to apologetics. Well, listen, you're not called to be faithful to apologetics or faithful to an argument or faithful to to quarreling. You are called to be a witness to Christ. And there were moments where Christ kept his mouth shut. This is a good reminder to us because we have that urge, we have that temptation to want to be defensive. And and even even uh, you know not necessarily with the world or with non-believers, but think about in your own relationships with your spouse or with your children or with your coworkers or with church members. You know, we sometimes we build up strife because we just want to prove ourselves right. And and listen, one of the greatest testimonies and examples of Christ for our life is learning how to be silent and not quarrel. You may try to win the argument, but you will lose the heart of the person you're talking with, especially if they're family or friends. 
Proverbs 23, verse 9 says, Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the good sense of your words. Again, Solomon is sharing more and more that uh, there are times that you just need to be quiet because even if you are saying the right words, the sense of that, the good sense of that, they will despise and they will turn against you. Proverbs 29, verse 9, When a wise man has a controversy with a foolish man, the foolish man either rages or laughs, and there is no rest. You need to be ready for and aware of the type of person that you're talking to. How, how do you think the conversation's going to end? And it's almost like playing chess. Uh, you know, I, I share a lot that you don't want to engage in something that you don't know possible outcomes from the conversation. And you say, well, whatever happens, that'll happen and, and it'll be what it is. And But listen, we need to make sure that we're using wisdom because if you're lobbing grenades into a conversation just to provoke an argument, then, then you're a fool. But when we stop and we say, okay, he's going to rage at this, he's going to laugh at this, he's going to mock this, and we're not going to get anywhere, um, the best thing to do is kind of pause for a moment, pray, and let the Holy Spirit work. God can do more in a moment of silence than you can do in, in a multitude of words. And, and we need to be aware of that. And this is what Proverbs tells us. But also consider the New Testament. God, speaking through the apostles, says the exact same thing. In fact, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 23, Paul writing to his young pastor friend in the faith, he says, "...have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels." Listen, it is fun sometimes to engage in things that are not primary issues, but secondary or, or tertiary and, and, and really don't matter, but we like to debate and argue. And, and that's totally fine. When the audience and when the opposing person can receive that in love and, and humility. But if you're dealing with even a believer who is quick-tempered and just wants to be right, then it could end in foolish ignorant controversies that just cause quarreling. And when we do that, we are not showing Christ. He says the same thing in Titus chapter 3 to another young pastor. He says, avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. Think about all the words that we waste that are worthless because we're just trying to stir up, uh, whether it's by intentionally or unintentionally, stir up trouble because we are uh, we're just trying to be right. Um, you know, again, Second Timothy two uh, twenty four continues with the Lord's bondservant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to all, able to teach, patient when wronged, with gentleness correcting those who are in opposition. If perhaps God may grant them repentance, leading to the knowledge of truth, that they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. Remember, we are called to be ambassadors of Christ, and that how we talk, how we engage, even in confrontation, and, and how we do apologetics is a sign of the gospel. And we either increase someone's receptivity or decrease it. We either bring them closer to accepting Christ or push them farther away. This is why Paul is so, uh, so focused in Ephesians chapter 4. He says, listen, may we avoid all unnecessary grief by knowing when to speak 
and when to be silent, knowing that we speak the truth in love. He would say in Colossians 4, 6, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt. This past week, we talked about Leviticus chapter 2, about the covenant of salt uh, and how what we say even, our conversation, can either bring fellowship and friendship with God from others, through Jesus Christ, of course, or can actually cause them enmity, even more enmity with God because of how we talk. We represent Christ. You say, well, they they deserve to be shown their, uh, their foolishness, and uh, they deserve to be shown to be fools. Well, then listen to Proverbs 19, verse 29. It says, The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the just. Surely he scorns the scornful, but gives grace to the humble. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the legacy of fools. So if I could kind of close this out, let me just simply remind you of of a few truths um, when doing apologetics. Number one, ultimately, we are after the heart not to win the argument. We want to win the heart, not the argument. That's our purpose in that. Number two, we want the glory of God above all. And God is big enough. He can handle dissension. He can handle if somebody mocks us or mocks the gospel or even mocks God, you don't have to defend God. You don't have to defend the Bible. You don't have to defend Christ. You can defend your faith in Christ and His Word. But but God's big enough. He can handle, uh, he can handle people that disagree with Him. Understand, at the end of the day, we're not seeking vengeance. Romans 12 reminds us that vengeance is the Lord's. It's not ours. And so when you go into an argument or when you find yourself getting more focused on trying to prove them wrong because they hurt your feelings or disagreed with you, you have now stepped into a role you are never called to step into. You are not the Holy Spirit. So glory to God, most important. Concern for the lost and concern for those not walking with Christ. We want to make sure. But ultimately, our own testimony is on the line. And this is why Proverbs and the New Testament tells us, listen, just walk away. Listen, now don't be a coward. Don't use this as an excuse not to learn and study and uh, and be sharpened. Okay, This doesn't mean we shut down every conversation, but it means we use wisdom in which ones are we going to engage with and not. And many times, listen, you will be known by love better by how often you kept your mouth shut than how often you spoke up trying to win an argument. And, and I promise you, I've seen it in my own life and in the lives of others. God can do more in a moment of silence when when our flesh is rising than in a multitude of words that we cannot take back. And so as we close out today's episode, looking at Proverbs and looking at the use of our words, I would love to point out a certain ministry that you can pray for and consider uh, following or consider uh, uh, just getting a little bit of knowledge about. 
our ministry moment today or this week is Proverbs 31 Ministries. It's primarily a ministry towards godly women, and uh, and yet I gain so much just from listening to some of their podcasts. Uh, they've got devotions each day. They've got online Bible studies that you can look at. In fact, they do conferences, uh, specifically women uh, conferences for women, and and uh, and I would encourage you if you're looking at uh, devotions or, or ways that you can grow closer to Christ. Uh, if uh, if if you would check them out, Proverbs thirty one dot org, Proverbs three one dot org, and I, I think that would definitely encourage you in your ministry. Well, I love you. I'm praying for you this week. Keep reading through Proverbs and uh, stakes in the ground. <laughs>